This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Ying.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Hey, this is Al Cole from CBS Radio thanking you once again for taking time out of your hectic schedules to tune in to another fantastic weekly episode of Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. Another shout-out of wholehearted gratitude to Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald's corporate sponsors, Helton Honda, Forever, and Aha That. Your reviews, clicks, shares, downloads, feedback, and testimonials are always appreciated. Lisa's purpose and mission is to uplift you to fearless and to live more. To appear as a prospective guest on Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald or to connect with Lisa regarding her suite of products and services, you can reach Lisa at livingfearlesslywithlisa.com. So for now, hey, our fearless friends, here's Lisa Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. Good morning, everybody. Thank you so very much for joining me, rejoining me again on this lovely Friday morning. My name is Lisa McDonald, host of Living Fearlessly with the Contact Talk Radio Network. Listenership spans to 145 countries, 220 TV, radio, terrestrial satellites, and the potential for millions of iTunes downloads. Once again, we are joined, in this case rejoined, by yet another phenomenal guest. So who is my guest of today? Well, what I can tell you is that Joy Ross is an author, visual artist, feng shui designer, educator, speaker, visionary, aromatherapist, esthetician, and Reiki master. With 35 years in the service industry, developing strong relationships with clients and students alike, Joy has always had a love of sharing her passions. She brings her unwavering commitment to personal development and a desirable desire to embrace all the joy and deliciousness of life to everything she does. She facilitates learning that deepens self-understanding, knowledge, and joy. She encourages her students and clients to actualize their dreams through various modalities and with tools that inspire clarity and alignment through joy. She is currently penning her first book, Indelible Vision, the inspiring story of her father, Michael Terrell's remarkable life following a devastating mining accident at age 23 that left him near death, totally blind, and an amputee, yet moving forward fearlessly to create a life of self-mastery. Welcome to the show, my friend. How are you today, Joy? I'm wonderful, Lisa, and I'm just thrilled to be back here with you on the airwaves. Well, we had to have you back because, of course, things are always expanding and growing and evolving in your world. And uh, with mentoring clients and sponsors, everybody has a shot once a year at coming back on the airwaves on Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. So I'm glad it's our time. I'm glad we're here. And the listeners and the podcast subscribers are certainly in for a treat. So let's start with um, some new updates because I am really really pumped, really jazzed, really proud of you and really excited. So what have you been working on? What's come to fruition? And uh, what can you share with the listeners, Joy? Thank you, Lisa. I have been most recently working on, <clears throat> excuse me, a project that uh, is called Cracking the Rich Code. And it is uh, spearheaded by Jim Britt and Kevin Harrington of the 
hit TV show Shark Tank is involved, and we are also uh, endorsed by Tony Robbins, the one and only Tony Robbins. (laughs) Very exciting. This is a very exciting time, yes. Well, that's amazing. And they're, they've been on the show, both of them. They're sponsors of Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. So you're in great hands. And uh, I'd like to know a little bit more about the book and the chapter that you submitted. What, what's the premise of the chapter, Joy? Okay, so my chapter is an overview of particular concepts and ideas to enhance one's uh, life skills tools. Mm -hmm. So I begin by talking, first of all, about my father, which you mentioned in my introduction, Mm -hmm. and uh, his life and how he approached life. And I really can't stress enough the impact that he had on me and uh, his, his mining accident that happened when he was very young, 23, And at that time, my parents were engaged to be married that year. However, that had to be postponed. But in any event, uh, he faced a lot of challenges after his very devastating mining accident. And watching him every day was uh, a real privilege I have come to know. You know, these are things that were just normal to us. when we were kids, it's, it was just our normal, you know, my dad working to dress himself with one hand, do up the buttons on his shirt, you know, tie his shoes, all of these sort of regular daily tasks that we all perform. And for the most part, do it almost rote, you know, we don't really think about it, Mm -hmm. but um, when you have no vision and you have only one hand. uh, It makes these small daily tasks much different than what uh, an able-bodied person faces. So, you know, understanding the kind of fortitude and uh, focus, Mm -hmm. determination, all of those things that it takes to accomplish those kinds of things, just regular daily things, tasks that we all sort of take for granted. And so um, through that experience, I learned, you know, to to develop fortitude, to focus on self-mastery. And I continue that journey every day. Yes, you do. Thank you. Yes, you you do. I'm actually going (laughs) to, I'm going to attest to that because I mean, I love talking to people who I actually have history and relationship with. And so for the benefit of the listening audience, I want to impress upon you that how Joy has depicted her dad is very much the spirit that she too has embodied. Your dad truly lives on in you and you permeate the spirit in which you speak so highly and hold your dad in such high regard. Um, that's you, Joy. I mean, really, although I've never met your dad, which is unfortunate, but you, you truly are two peas in a pod. Well, thank you, Lisa. <laughs> That's a great compliment. I appreciate that. Thank you. Well, it's true. And I think, I think what's working in your favor, Joy, and this is, I think, a common thread that I've come to identify in just people in life, not just on radio. 
um, people who have grown up um, alongside or in the company or the presence of within their immediate surroundings, people who have been able to see struggle firsthand, hardship firsthand, and see the resolve of people who are willing to plow through, who don't subscribe to victimology, who always are willing and apt to embrace the lesson, um, who can turn darkness into brightness. I mean, I think that's really made an impression on you. And I think that in the way that I've come to know you based on, again, how often you always seek an opportunity to talk about your dad, plug your dad, um, keep the spirit and the memory and the legacy of him alive wherever and whenever you can. I think that's really shaped you. And there's no coincidence to that. And some people, even you as the child of somebody who's been through that, your dad could have had more resolve. He could have been more grateful and lived fearless throughout life. But you as the byproduct, you as the child, because it can go any number of ways in, in family dynamics, you know, you could have, for whatever reason, in spite of your dad being that kind of a leader, that kind of a role model, you could have gone the other way and you could have been resentful. Like, I didn't get this from my dad or my childhood lacked because of this. And yet what you did was you saw the perseverance, the relentlessness, the resilience in your father, and you adopted accordingly. And that's worked for you. That's truly worked for you. And I think that's one of the gifts that your dad has given you that lives on and prevails through you. Absolutely, Lisa. I really believe that having grown up in the circumstances that I did was truly a privilege, a true privilege. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it did help me to develop skills that assisted me in some very dark times on my own journey. Mm -hmm. And I'm grateful to, to have had that experience so that I, I could come through it in a very positive way. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Well, one thing I love about you too, Joy, is whenever again you have an opportunity to talk about it, you're always underscoring the pursuit of excellence and, and the fact that anything is possible. So let's talk about that and let's talk about how you in your own life have turned shit into gold, how you have embraced the brightness, how you have embraced the lesson when based on the circumstances of what I know about you and those closest to you would know about you, you know, a lot of people would have just like succumbed to the fetal position. A lot of people would have said, you know what, this is my lot in life. Who am I to have aspirations, goals? Who am I to think that I can step outside of what's out of my control to reach beyond my potential? And, and, and to have that fortitude and to have that resiliency that you talked about and characterized as far as your dad goes specifically. So let's talk a little bit about that because your life has not been easy and yet you just keep plowing through. <laughs> Thanks, Lisa. <laughs> yeah, well, let's first of all just talk about the sense of humor and yeah. <laughs> how vitally important that is. <laughs> you got that right. You know, and that's also something I learned from my dad. Uh, and and ironically, uh, his sense of humor and your sense of humor, very similar, very similar. You, the two of you would have got on like a house on fire. So 
Um, yeah, so definitely using humor is 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 a really important tool to have, mm-hmm. you know, in dark times. And um, and we just work and, and our family has always used humor to lighten things up. You know, we just can't get too serious. There's not a real a real whole lot of seriousness going on here. We're mm-hmm. just, we're just winging it. We're kind of flying by the seat of our pants. And I mean, we all are, we don't know what life has in store for us. Every day is a new day to be cherished, an opportunity to rise, mm-hmm. so to speak. And, and so, yeah, having a sense of humor, it sure does help get you through the difficult times. And that was definitely something that my my father instilled in me, and um, we use that t- to this day. So it's wonderful. Uh, for Fantastic. Me, yeah, for me, I think you know that also other other aspects of of self awareness, you know, have helped me a lot. Always checking in with with yourself and being really crystal clear about what it is that you want to focus on. And, you know, I encourage that we focus on what's going right, what's Mm -hmm. working, what are we doing that, that, that's, that's keeping us focused on track, aligned with the great things that life has to offer and aligned with the things that we want out of life. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so there are a lot of tools that do support that. And one of the things that I love is journaling and meditation. These are things that help us to focus and Mm -hmm. to create a sacred space inside of ourselves where the rest of the world doesn't exist. It's simply our us communing with our pure essence and um, also formulating intention. So by doing that, we do nurture that sacred space inside of ourselves mm-hmm. and being clear on what it is we're doing at any given moment. And this helps us to be present in the now as opposed to being focused on the past or projecting into the future. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, well, you said something that was quite pivotal there. And I mean, it would speak to everyday life based on your philosophy, your ideology, how you maneuver spiritually. But in terms of the precarious times that we live in joy, how have you personally held sacred space for yourself? Well, because this is this is a time yeah. where, where people either become really centered, really crystal focused, or people just become unhinged. It's usually one or the other. Absolutely. Uh, difficult times either bring out the best in us and they can bring out the worst in us. But there again, focusing your intention on what it is you need to do for yourself and just in this moment is so important. So yes, journaling and yes, meditation, other things that are really important, some kind of physical activity. I can't stress that enough. 
-hmm. you know, and that's, um, that's something that really my, my whole life, actually, I have, um, you know, almost had an internal battle about that, where I'm on that train and then off it and on that train and then off it. And I don't really think that's unusual. Most people are like that. But when you hold yourself in high regard, and especially in times like this, very challenging, difficult times, it's so important that you do that for yourself, that you step up to putting yourself and your well-being and your mental health, your physical health, your spiritual health, put those first and get clear on what you need to do in order to accomplish that. And physical exercise, that's up there at the top of the list. It's really important. Alone time, quiet time, time in nature, time in prayer, meditation. These mm -hmm. things are all of, of huge, huge value, huge value. And breathing, just breathing. I mean, there's lots of, and there's, we have so many wonderful tools at our fingertips, so much information today with the technology that we have. You know, there's so many good free videos on YouTube. I mean, years ago, like you had to go to a class. Mm -hmm. You know, you had like all of these things are they make it so much easier for us to access all of these good things. All of this good stuff is so important in, uh, you know, propelling us forward on our journey, but in a way that we arrive where we're going to centered, calm, focused, confident Mm -hmm. in who we are and trusting and having faith that there is a higher order, there is a higher power, that everything that is being orchestrated for us within our lives is simply for our higher good. And if we can trust and believe that everything that happens to us happens for a reason, it's part of the plan, and we work to co-create with spirit, the universe, God, whatever word turns your crank, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. then, then ultimately we, we create a much better, richer experience for ourselves. Absolutely. And, and, and we can really connect with, with, with clarity. Absolutely. Well, you said, you said one thing that I want to, I want to, go backwards a little bit because I think it's such an important point. And so when I was asking you specifically what you did to hold sacred space for yourself amidst these precarious times, you rhymed off a whole laundry list of really excellent uh, tools and uh, again, reinforcing that these are things that are accessible and they're at our disposal uh, much more than decades prior. But the other thing is to, by really tapping into yourself and really tapping into your energy. And when you talk about the concept of self-awareness and being mindful and, and really elevating that level of consciousness, you know, really observing yeah. yourself kind of outside of yourself, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, truly. Because unless we, unless we regard ourselves as worthy, unless we deem ourselves as deserving, then we're always going to be operating um, 
from a place of lack. And if we don't keep our own, as cliche as it sounds, but it's so, so true. If we don't keep our own wells filled, overflowing actually, um, then we can run around at mock speed and we can think that we're, you know, we're, we're holier than thou because we've just crossed off every single thing on our to-do list. But if you, if by doing so every single day, being on that hamster wheel, you are completely depleted or your, your joy. And I love the fact that your name is joy. You know, I say that all the time because yes. it's so fitting. Yes. Um, but, but if you rob yourself of that joy, then really you're not, you're not, you can't be aligned with self. You can't be living a purpose driven, um, conscious focused life. I really don't believe so. And sometimes that's when a crisis hits. Sometimes that's when our health takes uh, a toll. That's when, you know, all of a sudden we've got a myriad of things that are going on that are seemingly out of our control. And now we're in a perpetual state of overwhelm. And then, then before you know it, you've gone right back to below ground zero. And then you've got to rebuild yourself all the way back up again, even to get to where you were before you fell. So I think it's really important. And that's something that you and I talked about. It's something that yeah. I've talked about with all my mentoring clients, um, you know, because people have a hard time giving themselves permission to disconnect from technology. Yes, it's a wonderful tool. Yes, it's a great resource. Yes, it can, particularly for those of us who are entrepreneurs, uh, it can really expedite things because just put anything in the search bar and there you go. Mm -hmm. um, but people have a hard time, particularly when they're A-type personality, to disconnect and say, you know what? Yes, I might be doing a plethora of great things for a multitude of people, but now I'm depleted. And now I don't know how I'm going to come back from this. And if I don't take charge and take stock and micromanage myself, right? Because nobody internally knows what's going on for you other than yourself. People wear masks, uh, people go through the motions, people, you know, all kinds of things to mislead people as to how people are truly doing in their day-to-day -day lives. So there's been times where I've said, Joy, don't do anything this weekend. Don't go on social media. Don't upload. Don't worry about editing your chapter. Don't just, you know, or go to a hotel. Go take your incense, go take your bubbles, go take your whatever. And I mean, who doesn't come back feeling reinvigorated and recharged? Absolutely. You know, this is just as important as making sure that you do your daily tasks, you know, that are required to get you to your end goal. Mm -hmm. And what I have learned, because Lisa, as you know, um, not too long before I met you, I don't know, maybe two or three years, um, I had a major health crisis and uh, I was there. I was uh -huh. so far in to what you're talking about that I faced my own mortality. And, um, you know, what I can say about that is, yeah, here's where gratitude is vital so mm. important and before even that just the aspect of disconnecting as you're as you're speaking of it's so it is so important but what i want people to to realize that yeah it's fine to disconnect 
it's important, it's vital, you need to do that in order to have balance. However, when you are disconnecting from technology, unplugged, let's say, mm-hmm. or, or unplugged really from any aspect of your life, and you're taking time for yourself, you know, where are you? Are you mm-hmm. there? Are you really there taking time for yourself? Or are you in guilt mode and shame and blame and saying, well, you know, I know I need to, to, to disconnect. I know I, uh, and so, okay, yeah, I'm going to disconnect. But the whole time you're disconnected, watch your thoughts. Yeah. Are, is, your, is your brain disconnected? <laughs> your body might be, but your brain might not be. And, you know, essentially that's not really a good use of time at all. So, you know, that brings me back to the, the, the concept of intention and getting clear about what your intention is at any given moment and how that relates to what you're doing. So your intention might be to unplug, but are you really truly giving yourself the space, the freedom, 100% off the hook to let yourself do that and be in whatever it is you're doing and be be there truly be uh-huh. there and not uh-huh. be somewhere else in other words giving your yourself permission on all levels to to really truly take the time that you need to recharge regroup disconnect etc and so you know it's really the case with anything that we're doing are we really truly present in what we're doing uh-huh. or are we somewhere else and when we know that everything is energy We know that if we have a clarity of focus and we bring intention to what it is we're doing in this given moment, then all your energy is being aligned with your intention. Absolutely. And that brings so much balance to your experience. It's, I, I can't stress that enough. And then coming back to the concept of gratitude, Also, gratitude is so important. I mean, it's a great idea to just make the decision to live in gratitude and and focus, uh, put your attention on what you're focusing on. Look Mm -hmm. at a situation, a circumstance. You know, as human beings, we're programmed, so much programming, We are programmed, though, to put things in boxes, to put things in categories. It's just the way the human mind works. It's just, it's the human condition, let's say. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that if we look at our mind consciously and we, we disconnect from being in that process. So being unconscious, basically, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. we look at our mind, watch our thoughts with a consciousness and an intention to, to be completely conscious, then the concept of gratitude makes a lot of sense. You know, it keeps us from judgment. Because we judge, we are programmed to judge everything. I like this. I don't like this. This is good. This is bad. This is okay. It's indifferent. I don't care. 
uh, doesn't matter. You know, this is mm-hmm. this. So so when we when we start to instead focus, so instead of focusing on our interpretation or our perception of what's happening, oh, this isn't fair. Or, oh, this is wrong. This is bad. Why is this happening to me? These kinds of questions. You know, I decided that I would just simply live in gratitude and focus on gratitude. And when you really, truly 100% do that, that whole mind game stops. Mm -hmm. Because when you're in gratitude, completely in gratitude, there's no need for judgment. You accept everything that happens with an understanding that everything that happens to you, to your surroundings in your life there's a higher purpose and this is where trust and faith comes in Uh and understanding and appreciating appreciate everything just just for fun just try it just see if it isn't (laughs) a better way to live than the way we're living before and i would encourage people to do that Uh, just don't don't pass a judgment on anything just simply that's interesting okay and look for the joy. Look for the joy in your life. Mm-hmm. Well, let me ask you this then, Joy. So as, as a self-actualized human being, as a person who's uh, continuously committed to fierce growth, momentum, uh, you know, really taking stock of your own development, um, and being a, a self-empowered woman, what have you come to know in the journey of joy, meaning yourself? Mm-hmm. Joy, literally and figuratively, as an emotion okay. too. What What have you come to recognize through your own growth process as being non-negotiables for you? Like, what are you so definitively in support of, and what are you so staunchly um, in opposition to? In terms of, I will not tolerate that. I will not withstand that. That is not okay. I will not concede on that. In terms, for the purpose of being integral with self. Definitely. For sure, gratitude is number one. And constantly, you know, watching my thoughts. Mm -hmm. So watching my thoughts and being in a place where you are recognizing that so much of what goes on in our heads is automatic. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, and actually we have three brains in our body. So we have the gut, which mm-hmm. is related to our intuition mm-hmm. and the heart, which guides us and the head. So when we bring these three things together and we, and we interact and, and, and hone our intuition and our ability to listen to the in our own inner compass, mm-hmm. inner guidance system, then you know life just gets better. It just keeps getting better and better and better. And so the these things are uh, my non-negotiables. So for example, I talked about doing something physical, really, really important because that does help you mentally as people know Mm -hmm. and uh changing your mind 
So allowing yourself to be open and not looking at your thoughts and thinking, well, you know, I've, I've, I've got a particular opinion or idea. Now, where did that come from? Mm -hmm. Where did that come from? And is this serving me? Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, so yeah, definitely. I, I know I, I, I said, mentioned this earlier, journaling and meditation, but those are absolute necessities for me. Mm -hmm. And I really do also utilize my time in a way that is focused, allows for productivity, breaking it down and having it yeah, because it's very interesting. You know, I really got my nose to the grindstone right around the time that the quarantine hit the world. Mm -hmm. And it was a very interesting process, actually, where all the people around me were shutting down, getting laid off their jobs, and so on. And I was refocusing and working diligently every day on my goals. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of an interesting experience in that it was so, it was such a different vibration than, you know, a lot of the people around me were experiencing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that too is a challenge to hold your own frequency, to hold your, your, your own energy in a way that, is supportive to you yeah so yeah, yeah getting really clear right on what are the things that I have to do in order to keep myself in balance and really making that my number one priority mm -hmm. where you know it really wasn't before and mm -hmm. that's how I landed in the hospital with the stage four cancer mm -hmm. yeah yeah well, and, and I'm glad that you talked about that. And I want to get back to Cracking the Rich Code shortly, uh, being cognizant of time. But you raised a very valid point, And you and I talk about this all the time. Um, because energy is everything, right? Yes. I mean, uh, the, a tentacle of that is love. I mean, people could say love is everything. But love is fueled by energy, right? Yes. So when, when you talk about dualities, you talk about polarities, you talk about extremes, you talk about anything, it's all fueled by energy. And so we, as a collective and as the individual, we get to decide every single day, where does my energy go? Is it going to, is it going to err on the side of positivity or is it going to err on the side of negativity? And I mean, negative things can bring about positive results. I, and I've always said that I've said that purpose comes from pain, right? It's not passion yes. for me. It's pain. Because pain puts you in a state of desperation, and desperation is the catalytic tool that really propels you on the trajectory of where you're meant to go. Because that's when I think you're in alignment with who you are at the core level. Um, Absolutely. Passion can wane, right? Passions yeah. change all the time. Um, but in terms of energy... You know, that that's what sets the the landscape, I think, for the, the people that you allow into your circle, uh, the types of things that you immerse your attention and focus on, which 
is intuitive as opposed to counterintuitive. Um, so I, I like that you talk about frequency and I like that you talk about energy because those are my really, uh, I mean, that, that's what sustains me, right? And, and the barometer for me and most people who are self-aware and who are, you know, believe in themselves and know how to read themselves and have a pulse on themselves uh, and are led by their intuitive thought processes, it's, you know, how do I feel? Right. I think if you believe in how you're feeling as it doesn't matter if somebody has actually gone on record as saying something or not saying something, I mean, energy introduces you before you ever can. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. And that's why we either gravitate towards certain people or certain situations or environments uh, or take certain chances or risks or why we feel repelled by it. Right. Yes, yes. It's a bit. It's most, a bit of a. It's a bit of a survival instinct too. Most definitely, and the you know this does relate to those innate senses that we all are equipped with. Just some people don't recognize it in themselves, or be, don't believe that it's possible. But we all are equipped with a sort of quote unquote radar. Mm-hmm. that helps us to read energy. We read energy long before the brain is even engaged. The body senses energy. Mm-hmm. And long before the, the brain is engaged, there is already a recognition of energies at play there, definitely. Well, energy doesn't lie. Right. No, exactly. energy, energy doesn't lie. And I think this is where I think people fall short of really uh, either honing their intuitive muscle or giving credit to their um, their muscle. Right. Because some people will go, oh, you know, until so the, the voice, the intuitive voice becomes louder. And it's like, you know, I can't deny this anymore. I can't dispute this anymore. I can't pretend this doesn't exist. I can't pretend that I don't feel impacted by this residually. Uh, and the energy that I'm receiving back does not bode well with me. Like this, we are not vibing or the frequencies off or something like that. And I think because a lot of people don't want to rock the apple cart or because people don't want to be accused or uh, presumed as, um, neurotic or paranoid you know people don't want to put themselves in a compromising position where they then get labeled so they don't acknowledge or they don't enact what it is energetically they feel and then they they they're complicit in whatever it is that they're not aligned with that they know intuitively is off and this is where people are out of alignment. This is where people then start to second guess themselves or they start dummying down or, you know, for the sake of placating other people or not wanting to be called out by people. So I'm really glad that you brought up the subject of energy and frequency, but let's get back to cracking the rich code. Um, So what can you tell the listeners, the podcast subscribers, Joy, where can people find this book, get their hands on a copy? And I know you've got a launch coming up. Yes, I do. Actually, I am having a a small gathering book launch in my garden this weekend. Uh, It's going to be an outdoor event. And so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, The book is uh, available on Amazon. Mm-hmm. It's called Cracking the Rich Code. It happens to be volume four. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
it's um, it's just coming out. So I'm looking forward to it being a good, a great success. Uh, all mm -hmm. of these books have been bestsellers. So yes, they have. Yes, that's wonderful. Yeah, and congratulations. Yeah. I'm really proud of you that you that you held true to that, right? That you saw yourself as worthy, you saw yourself as deserving because a lot of people would shy away and go, you know, who am I to be on the same cover <laughs> as the picture of Tony Robbins or a Jim Britt or a Kevin Harrington, right? But again, it's like-mindedness. It's like, you know, once you've stepped into your own worthiness and your deservability, it's like, well, why not me? Right? You don't question why me. You question, well, why not me? And it's not exactly. about being exactly. It's not about being egoic. But I mean, if you want to run with the the people who know what they're doing and are truly, you know, um, shifting change and people who are influencing for the right reasons and paying it forward and being of service, then you've got to seek out these opportunities, or you've got to, you know, come to the understanding that you deserve to have these opportunities. So when you embrace that joy, I couldn't have been more happy for you. Thanks, Lisa. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. And it's a tractor factor. You know, we mm -hmm. really do attract what we believe we can do, mm -hmm. you know, uh, you know, our perception of our own, of our own self is really actually our calling card. Absolutely. Well, yep. and you and I have talked about this too, when you said, you know, sky's the limit. I correct everybody on that. It's like, no, beyond the sky's beyond. the limit. Yeah, because, if you, I love it. because if you say the sky's the limit, you're still setting limitations. Exactly. Exactly. And that's the whole thing about having an unlimited perspective so that you really want to, you know, live in the well of pure potentiality. That's, that's the, where I aim to operate from. So that way I trust and I believe that whatever is meant to come my way will come. And I've always believed that even when I had years ago, when I had my own salon, I always believed that there's enough business out there for everybody. It's not a competition, you know, just go on your way and do your thing and hold yourself in high regard and opportunities will come clients will come people will come money will come everything comes hey joy hi hi i don't know what happened there but anyway so oh, go hey. on. yeah go on and yeah. I mean, weather right because we're all in different pockets of the world that sometimes happens so you okay. go ahead with what you were saying okay yeah i was just saying that you know we really do the universe shows us what we what we value in ourselves. So the, mm -hmm. the opportunities, the uh, clients, the abundance, you know, because this book is really about abundance. It truly is about abundance. And that abundance comes and prosperity come in many different forms. Absolutely. And that there's always enough for everyone. It's unlimited. As we were saying uh, earlier, you know, like, it is unlimited and really trusting and believing that the universe will bring you whatever is, is meant for you. And, you know, when I, years ago, when I had my own salon, I never uh, was concerned really what other people were doing was really not my concern. My concern mm -hmm. was what I was doing. And I always believed that the right clients would come, that I would have lots of clients that uh, 
uh, lots of opportunities and, and that there was more than enough to go around for everyone. I never worried about not getting my share. I just always believe that the universe is generous and that what, whatever I need is going to come to me. Absolutely. Well, you and I are staunch followers and believers of Abraham Hicks. And, you know, it, it really is about that. You know, the universe will respond in kind and will respond according to your belief system. So when people say, well, why isn't this happening or why isn't this showing up? Well, chances are there's something you're doing energetically to trip yourself up where you're discounting to what degree you're uh, inhibiting certain things from coming your way. Like you've got to be truly receptive and you've got to be truly open. Right. And I talk about this quite often too. You know, you have to believe it to see it. Whereas a lot of people are of the elk that you have to see it to believe it. So people need evidence to support getting behind something before they're willing to be uh, a willing participant or to sign up for what it is that they say that they ideally or wholeheartedly want exactly exactly and it's funny you said that because that was going to be the next thing I said <laughs> uh, you know what you and I are so in tune I'm not surprised I at all no it's crazy but truly you know I think if you put your own well-being first um, and we're not programmed to do that so again this is an unlearning but I have learned this very clearly putting your own well-being first, making feeling better mm -hmm. your main goal in every moment. And as a result of that, you will see better. You will do better. You will be better. You will rise higher mm -hmm. if you put your own well-being first. And by doing that, you you fill up your own well, and then you are a better person. You are better able to support the people around you that you love, that you, you know, that need your support. And you Absolutely. bring a much better version of yourself to everything you do. Absolutely. Well, and you and I both know, as every human being does, right? Because, I mean, it's also part of the human condition. You know, people get critical. People are committed to misunderstanding. Uh, people who are like Debbie Downers are not going to necessarily be the ones applauding or cheering you on or, you know, being inspirational within their own spirit, their own energy. Um, so, but it, it's really important, you know, when you place enough value on yourself and when we talked about when I asked you the question earlier mid-show about you know what are some of your non-negotiables you know what I've come to learn throughout the journey and you and I've talked about this quite extensively too because it's so important for anybody who's mapping out their lives and who wants the best for themselves because they deserve the best for themselves uh, particularly when they're the people yes. who are always you know going out of their way for everybody else. Well, don't treat yourself like a bystander or a second class citizen, you know, like you want people to believe in you, then people need to see to what degree that you love yourself unconditionally, that you will grow yourself, that you will make intuitive decisions where your best interest is concerned. So I say all that because there are, unfortunately, doesn't matter how well intentioned you are, it doesn't matter how positive you are or how much great energy you radiate or emanate to the rest of the world. There are going to be people out there who are either going to prey upon that, 
or they're going to take it for granted or they're going to dismiss it or they're going to think you've got an ulterior motive or there's some kind of agenda. You know, you can't get consumed by all of that. I mean, we all have the choice as to who we choose to align ourselves with based on reciprocity, based on receptivity, um, based on, you know, everybody having each other's back in the universal playground. Um, so, you know, and I'm not talking about just align yourself with people who are philosophically aligned with you, because oftentimes the people who I learn the most from are the people who have a totally different point of view, perspective, prerogative, uh, or outlook towards life. And these are the people that I equally learn from as well. Um, but it's really important not to get distracted or feel inclined to dummy down or play small or talk yourself out of your deservability because other people, even if they're the people that you think would be intuitively the people who would want to be there to support you and for whatever reason fall short or disappoint you or yes. nowhere to be found, you, yes. you got to let it go. You got to let it Ab go. Absolutely, Lisa. Absolutely. That is so go. true. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because really what other people think of us is really not our business. Mm -hmm. And in truth, if you're truly engaged in your own experience, mm -hmm. uh, that's your focus, not what someone else is doing or what someone else thinks. Right. And, you know, well, the people who challenge us are our greatest teachers. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Because they see a bigger picture for us. They don't want us to play small. They don't want us to have limitations when we know that the, the potential for other people is far greater than perhaps what they even recognize within themselves. Right. People will exactly. push you. People who really love you, they will push you out of your comfort zone. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So let me ask you, Joy. Yes. Um, and I know that I've, I've probably previously asked you when you've been showcased on Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald, but be because of your own growth, people's answers have a tendency to change based on additional clarity. So what does living fearlessly mean to Joy Ross? Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's a great question. I love it. And certainly living fearlessly has uh, evolved. I, I believe I've always lived fearlessly. I'm mm -hmm. You know, that's that's just kind of my way. I, you know, I just get an idea and I just go after it. That's just my nature. That's always been my nature. However, uh, more recently, yeah, I think I have evolved into a place where I'm a, maybe a little less reckless than I was in my earlier years. Mm -hmm. And yeah. And I, I do, I, I aim to live fearlessly with balance mm -hmm. <laughs> so that I'm not just, you know, slamming around into things and then having to pick myself and pieces of myself up all around me. Uh, yeah, definitely be discerning, make choices based on how your body feels, you know, mm -hmm. that's a perfect uh, compass to mm -hmm. give us feedback as to what it is that's right for us and what we should be putting our focus on and what we should be putting our energy into. And beyond that, I really do aim to live in joy and to find joy in 
all of my experiences because it is there somewhere, even mm-hmm. the things you know that we find challenging and difficult. And perspective really is everything. It's how you choose to see it. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. And it, and it's never too late to change course, right? I mean, people who are committed to fierce growth and and ongoing momentum in terms of the trajectory of where it is that they want to go and what they're willing to sponge up, um, you know, you can change in five minutes, right? The, the the belief that you held five minutes ago or the mood that you clung to, I mean, you can disperse of that and you can pivot and recalibrate accordingly, right? So if you know you're Absolutely. holding on to something that wasn't serving you or you got new insight or you got new information that, you know, for people who are okay to challenge themselves, I mean, I, I think you really have to. Right. Everyone's so apt to be judgmental and look at what other people are are perhaps not doing right or could be doing more of or doing less of. Um, But to the degree that you're willing to challenge and call yourself out on your own bullshit is to the degree that you're able to be, again, ongoingly receptive to things that are going to set you on the trajectory of being the best, most improved version of yourself. Right. So it's allowing yourself Absolutely. to be corrected. It's, it's allowing your perspective to change. It's allowing yourself to go, oh, OK, I thought I was I thought I had really, you know, hit the, the crescendo for where I thought I could go in my growth. Well, no, we're growing till the day we die to the degree that we're receptive to, to ongoing growing and development. Right. So the minute somebody puts a cap on it or thinks that because they've taken X amount of courses or they've read X amount of books or they know X amount of experts or whatever. Well, no, you keep going. You, you keep going. You don't stop learning and you don't presume that you know everything there is to possibly know, even about a certain subject matter that you may be a so-called expert in. Yes, <laughs> that's right, Lisa. And we're all under construction here. Constantly. <laughs> and the question is, you know, are you going to engage in your own construction or are you going to just let the world do it? Absolutely. Yeah. And this, you know, brings us back to the, the, the start uh, where if you hold the belief that anything is possible, I mean, then anything truly is possible. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, My dad had to believe that. He mm-hmm. had to believe that that day, you know, so many... 50 something years ago when they told him, you know, you're never going to see again. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we had to amputate your left arm. Mm-hmm. And right now you can't walk and we don't know if you're ever going to walk again. Mm-hmm. So, you know, at that pivotal moment, there's a choice to be made. There's a choice to be made, and we all have pivotal moments like that. They may not be as in your face. However, mm-hmm. you know, the choice is there for us to choose, to rise, to be grateful, to move forward, and, and accept. Accept and move on. And Absolutely. focus on what it is you want what, and, and what is going right and what can go right. Mm-hmm. Bingo. And that, that's the, that mindset is the mindset that led my dad to the trajectory that he lived on, mm-hmm. which was, you know, in gratitude. Absolutely. 
Fantastic. Well, Joy, I could talk to you forever, as you know, but unfortunately, we got to close out the show. So very quickly, where can people connect with you? People who are interested in buying a copy of Cracking the Rich Code, people who are interested in a consult who want to access or utilize your services. uh, Where can people find you? Okay, you can visit my website at aligningjoy.com. And you can message me there if you choose. Uh, I'm also on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. Uh, again, Aligning Joy. My Instagram account is Align Joy. Mm-hmm. And uh, the book Cr- Cracking the Rich Code is available currently on Amazon. Fantastic. Volume four. Volume four I'm chapter six. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, listen, Joy, I just want to say... Thanks again for the gift of your time. I'm super impressed with the choices that you've signed up to make for yourself that are enriching you with a yummy, delicious life. So good on you. And I just want to say it's an honor and a pleasure to not only get to work alongside you and to have interviewed you here today because what you imparted with the listening audience and the podcast subscribers, a lot of real crucial Uh, pieces of information, wisdoms, nuggets, gems, and you're always known for that. And you're always sharing that at nauseam with people. So I just want to say that it's an honor to know you, right? I mean, we we refer to ourselves as sisters uh, from the soul tribe. And I just want to say I've learned as much from you as you have said to me on many occasions that you feel you have learned from me. We're constantly learning from each other. So for the ways that you have uh, personally enriched my life I just want to say thank you very much I take nothing lightly and I take nothing for granted and I think the world of you thank you Lisa I'm very grateful and appreciative and <clears throat> excuse me and I I I believe it's a privilege to be here so thank you very much well thank you joy and to the listening audience i want to thank you once again for the gift of your time for listening to myself and joy ross highly encourage you to get a copy of cracking the rich code what joy's talking about what she's referenced what she's written about in this uh compilation book is very inspiring uh we could all learn something not only from joy's dad but from joy herself so until next friday i'm very clear on my purpose my purpose is to uplift you to fear less and to live more wishing everybody a phenomenal weekend take care of yourselves all my best love and gratitude take care bye-bye Hey, this is Al Cole from CBS Radio thanking you once again for taking time out of your hectic schedules to tune in to another fantastic weekly episode of Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. Another shout out of wholehearted gratitude to Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald's corporate sponsors, Helton Honda, Forever, and Aha That. Your reviews, clicks, shares, downloads, feedback, and testimonials are always appreciated. Lisa's purpose and mission is to uplift you to fearless and to live more. To appear as a prospective guest on Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald or to connect with Lisa regarding her suite of products and services, you can reach Lisa at livingfearlesslywithlisa.com. And until next week, our fearless friends, this is Al Cole from CBS Radio telling you to be your own hero, be your own hero, be your own leader, and be your own best friend. 
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.